Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into Poke the Bear, episode 174, presented by CLNS Media, sponsored by our good friends over at FanDuel. My name is Connor Ryan, and we are joined once again by the esteemed Ty Anderson. Ty, how you doing? Esteemed? Yes. Esteemed? Yes. I think I'm just regular steamed. I don't know if I'm esteemed. But yeah, Ty, how's I'm it going? Just, I'm, I'm doing well, Ty. I'm going to say Oscar Steen. I'm sorry. I yes, think, uh, yes. I think something, uh, the audio got a little muddled up there, but Ty, I am doing well. Uh I've already had about 28 uh, Reese's Cups today, so happy belated Halloween to everyone out there. Um, the only good Halloween treat, I, I dare say, is Reese's Cups, so um, what, what about you? What, what's your go-to Halloween candy? Uh, Snickers. Snickers is really good. Um, I used to be a big fan of Skittles. Can't do them anymore. They hurt my jaw. Uh, so, yeah, prob- I mean... Everyone knows that Reese's are the best, but you know, it's, it's, you got to find that second tier candy. I can't blow all my cap space on Reese's. I understand that. So you got to find the good secondary option. So Snickers are good. Milky Ways. Um, I'm a psychopath who likes Almond Joys. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong okay. with that at all. All right. Mounds are gross. Mounds are gross. I mean, I, I think they're both kind of, the only difference is a little, little piece of almond. So I think both are good. I'm, I'm there for the coconut. I'm not there for the almond. If I want almonds, I'd have just like a big, like, tra- Trader Joe's bag that's like this big, costs $98. Like, I'm fine with that just being my almond intake. I'll, I'll go for Mounds. Yeah. Uh, well, Mounds is dark chocolate, which I'm, uh, I can't really do. Kind of gross. Uh, so that's the difference. But, but yes, no. Um, I don't know. I think the worst candy is Dots. That's, like, disgusting. That's not candy. Yeah, that's mean, just... That's melted something. I don't know what it is. Good and plenty. Also gross. No, um, we, we don't. We don't. We don't fuck with licorice or any of those weird no, things out there. No. 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 The closest thing to licorice that I like would be Twizzlers, but that's very that's very simple. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's the right call there. Um, again, we could probably talk about candy for the entire podcast, but I have to imagine that Bruins fans want to uh, talk about uh, this uh, last couple of games, and most importantly, uh, Matt Patra, which I don't know if. You've been uh, under a rock last uh, hour, last couple hours or so, but Matt Patra is sticking around. Jim Montgomery said it on Tuesday. Um, I think he maybe said it before we're going to announce it because I don't think Matt Patra even knew before the media. So, um, yes, uh, in a move that I really don't think should surprise anyone, uh, he's sticking here long term throughout the season, not going back to golf. Has a little, uh, little more to prove down there. Um, so, I mean, for you, Ty, any surprises at all that he's sticking around? 
No, not really. Um, you know, the only reason that you could have had to say, no, we're not going to keep him around if you're the Bruins is you don't think that you're a, a, a contending team and that wasting a year of an entry-level deal, you know, which is basically your golden ticket to remain competitive in this league, you'd say, oh, it's a waste to use it this year. But I think that's very clear. I, I, you know, the just get in at this point, you know, the idea that, that you're not a contender unless you're the number one seed should have broken all of our brains by now. If if it hasn't broken your brain, I don't know what to say. Uh, So I think that he's just been so good. And up until this little run here from Pavel Zaka, I think you can make the case that he was your best center And, and they're a center needy team. And it makes no sense to send a center back if he's a cheap and be productive. And Patra has been both of them, been both. And I think he's breathed, you know, he's kind of kicked some new life into this team, you know, some new excitement, some new, you know, another player that teams got to watch for, you, you know, go back to what we talked about in the summer. Like teams are kind of like, okay, they have Pasternak and Martian, but what else? Well, now you have another weapon here that I think teams have to account for. It's going to make everyone else better. Yeah, no, I, I think you look at his skill set and what he brings. And I, I think Tuesday's news, again, shouldn't really be much of a surprise, but it's not just the fact that it's a, a tip of the cap to a 19-year-old kid who is kind of, Montgomery said it on Tuesday, has every time they think he's kind of hit a wall or they think he's going to regress or, or go through the conventional, I think, development curve that all these younger players have, he kind of breaks through that wall. He's like, it's like juggernaut, just punches his way through, um, you know, continues to kind of defy expectations there. And, I think for me, it's not just the the tangible skill set, right? It's not like just the the playmaking or, you know, you look at some of these younger players that have a one really good thing to do. Like look at like Arthur Kaliev, who's a guy that people have brought up before for the Bruins and why they didn't draft him. Got a great shot. He's always had a great shot. Led him to a couple of goals early on in his career, but defensively had a lot, uh, you know, a lot to give there. Wasn't it consistently popping? Anyone can have a, a great shot or, or can put themselves on a highlight reel off of that, but to do what Potra does of consistently um, do, making the small plays, building the Bruins team game, uh, being elusive with the puck, avoiding contact, drawing guys away from some of the big guns up front that they have, that's impressive for a guy that's at that age and what he brings. And kind of as you said, it, it's not just that he's really impressed uh, with the time they've given him, but the Bruins are a better team with him out there. Like, they need him. It's not like this is just a pleasant surprise and, oh, like, congrats like your reward is a full season up here it's like no like we need you to like be a guy that's driving play for us and i think when you look at again we've talked about this before the bruins love jumbling up their lines this year jim Montgomery, i'm sure is going to shuffle his lines quite a bit moving forward but if you look at the general framework of what they're building here if you have potter in the top six with zaka um and you have a spot where maybe coils down down on the third line or put more into a defensive role all the pieces start falling more and more into place for this team. And that's not a viable scenario for this team. If you didn't have Patra playing like he did. Yeah. The other part of that too, is that we've mentioned this before as well, but like in-game recovery, I think is a massive, is a massive thing for your staying power in the NHL's younger player. You know, you go back to Monday's game, he kind of misplays the puck. It ends up in the back of the net. He slams the stick. He's frustrated, but by the end of the night, he's, forcing takeaways at the other end of the rink. So I, I like that. I like that he, he doesn't get too high or too low. He continues to just go at teams, right? And that, that's really such a, a I think, a, a, a hallmark, hallmark of like a, a excellent player that you don't get in your own head 
when something goes wrong, you get back out there and you keep doing it, but you get better at it. Right. And so I think he's wise beyond his years in that respect. Like he, he is really sort of, he's really good at adjusting in games for a 19 year old. That's very rare. I think to, 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 to kind of have that poise and that mental makeup. So in addition to everything you're mentioning, you know, it's between the years too, that I think is really a, a big reason why he's here as well. Yeah. And, and I think you look at uh, how that kind of ch- changes the complexion of this team. Right. And you kind of alluded to it earlier on, but not to say that all of a sudden you have a guy here that's going to be, you know, banking 50 points for you, what have you, but how much of a stronger team do you have here now where this guy comes in again, the Bruins were always high on him. They really liked what he did down in the OHL this past season, but to have him break through this year and be an instant contributor, like how much better does that make? Maybe not even just right now, but the ceiling of this team later on this year, as you at least expect Jim Montgomery to start finding some cohesion with his forward lines. Oh, it's huge. And the other part of it too, is that it's been kind of funny to listen to. If you go back, you know, I was kind of digging through my archives here and going back to uh, Ryan Nadeau talking about Matthew Patra and saying, you know, we know the knock on him is a skating, but we don't really see that. I feel like that's accurate. I, I like, I haven't seen a guy who's woefully, you know, incapable of, of skating at this level. Right. And it, that's kind of why he fell down to you. But, you know, you look at him and, and the complexion that, that he brings, the change that he brings is the confidence. Like, like he is more confident attacking the net. Now he's more confident making plays, I think in all three zones than, than he was, you know, he had a sequence in the overtime last night uh, where he, he makes a pass that could be a risky pass, but it gets through and the Bruins almost get something out of it. So I just think you're seeing his confidence grow with each game. And also, yeah, like it, it changes the team because think about Monday night's game, Monday's game, right? Like you are able to go with Zaka, Patra, Pasternak. You are basically able to load up and create a whole new first line where we've been sitting here for five months now going, Zaka's a, you know, he's a staple of your top six down the middle. It's like this kid allows you to go back to what you had last year with Zaka, where, where he had almost 60 points you know, in a totally, totally kind of different role. Like, so I think that's important as well, that you can make in-game adjustments that previously, if you were going to make that adjustment, it's Morgan Geeky moving up to your first line or or it's Johnny Beecher moving up to your second line. Like, there is a trickle-around effect of having Matthew Patra that this team did not have in mid-September before when we were making all our roster projections and all of our, you know, they can do this, they can do that. Like, he is an X factor of the highest order for this team. And it would be really interesting to see if they get more run together, Patra, Zaka, and Pasternak, because I think as we all saw uh, on Monday night against the Panthers, Pablo Zaka, when he wants to shoot the puck, he's got a, got a bazooka. That dude like, can absolutely rip the shot, um, which, again, that's maybe the one flaw of this Bruins team or something they have to continue to work on. I feel like we talk about it every year, is getting pucks on net. And I know Jim Montgomery wants him to be a little bit more selective, but Good to see a guy like him start shooting puck more. So, yeah, as you said, regardless of who he's with, like I even think like Geeky's been playing really strong now and they've been good together. You, you kind of He's kind of like your Swiss Army knife in a way that, all right, you know what this guy can bring. Like he's a dynamic playmaker, which you don't really have a lot of dynamic players, right? You've got a lot of guys that can grind things out or, or you know, um, strong in their own end. But you need guys that can really kind of, especially like even if you start in overtime, like you need guys that can, make plays happen kind of on their own. And a guy like Padre can do that. You can kind of bring guys 
uh, into the fight and generate chances. So do you have any uh, guess of where you think he's maybe best suited uh, on this line? Do you think it's still going to be, uh, you know, musical chairs as they try to figure out how exactly this forward quarter gets kind of settled out here? It's so hard to project yeah. what this team is going to look like forward-wise. You know, I've liked Patra with Geeky. I think that's been a combo that's really worked for, for reasons that you may not fully understand when you watch it live, but it's just, it, it's a combo that really does work. Um, I, I like the idea of, but I also like, you know, you, you go on Monday's game, like Zaka, Patra, Pastrank was a really good line. That was yeah. a really effective line for them. So, you know, I think somewhere, I think middle six versus top six, either second line or third line is probably where you want him to be. Um, if he gets Pasternak, he's going to draw a lot of really tough, tough matchups for him. Um, and also, you know, kind of Jim Montgomery <clears throat> talked the other day about protecting Matthew Patra. Putting him with Zaka and Pasternak, it's not really going to protect him all that much in terms of uh, teams roughing him up. Uh you know, you love that they're willing, so to speak, but but it's not it, that's not going to be their mo. So keeping them with a guy like Geeky or or Frederick seems to be the way to go. Uh, even Martian, you know, Martian again, a smaller guy, but will let you know if he doesn't like what you did. Uh, so I I think middle six is kind of where he's going to be, but it really is about the chemistry everywhere everywhere else. Like you know, does DeBrusque do DeBrusque and Coyle finally find some chemistry? You know. Uh, where does Marshan slot? Where does Frederick slot? Like they have so many unknowns still for a team that is eight zero and one. It's kind of wild. Yeah, it's also really interesting in how much of a lift Patra can provide. That I think earlier on in the year, like, all right, they have all these guys who like could be good, but where do they exactly do they fit? Like, who's going to drive play? They've like almost have flipped that narrative where it's like, all right, they have some dynamic guys. Just who puts a, who do you put around them to? to get those results. Like it's almost like the flip of it, but it's a good problem to have for the Bruins where it's like, all right, we have guys that are, are popping in, you know, every single game. It's all about just finding out where you get the best cohesion from. And I don't think you really had that narrative without Matt, Matt Potter down the middle, really kind of uh, accelerating his timeline. So it's uh, good news for the Bruins. Good to have him up here uh, long-term. Now he can put away his spare uh, suitcase. He was going up to Gulf for Don't have to worry about that anymore. Um, yeah, check so, out of that hotel. You gotta, exactly. That 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 is the next order of business. Yeah, he has to actually find a place to uh, a place to crash now. So that's the next yeah. order of business. But um, all good news there for the Bruins and Matt Potra. Um, before we switch over and now look at the, uh, <laughs> I'm watching the demon oh, behind me right now. <laughs> I know something's gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Let's see. No. No, no she's right, chilling we'll now. But I I, I okay. heard her batting something i'm like i don't even know what it is and i don't know i'm not well, even gonna, i'm not even gonna find out uh oh uh oh she's looking at something so <laughs> it's gonna happen it's well, gonna happen as she ponders her next move that's a great time <laughs> to hear from our, our good friends over at fanduel take it away score early this nfl season with fanduel america's number one sports book because right now new customers can get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. And frankly, that's the best part about FanDuel, that you can bet on anything. You want to bet on how many wins the Patriots are going to have this year? Be my guest. Maybe how many shutouts Jeremy Swayman's going to have this season. Go for it. You can really do it all. So bet now on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Mass. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-throwable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Hope is here. Go to GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Go to GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Once again, shout out to our good friends and sponsors over at FanDuel. I'm kind of bummed out. I thought, I thought she was going to just say post it up in the background like your security detail there for a second. She was going to have the little headset getting some news. I thought she was going to just be posted up the whole time. You're going to get a jump scare. I, I would bet anything she's going to jump across at some point. Um, it's really weird going from having a uh, creep, uh, long live creep, a 20-year-old cat to a five-year-old cat because they just jump and they just jump these insane lengths. And I'm like, Whoa, where, where did that come from? So, um, so yeah, she'll, her, her appearances are probably not done. If I had to wager a, a little guess here. So hopefully she's got takes. We'll hear them. All right, good. Yeah. Head on a swivel again. It's, it's this is the Halloween episode, I guess, right? We're not jumping right into the holiday season. We're not playing Mariah Carey at the end of this podcast. Not yet. So it's good. Good to that we have a heads up here in case she makes another appearance. That's right. Um, all right. Well, as we now look uh, look back at the Bruins' last game uh, against the Panthers, three uh, two overtime win. Uh, Jim Montgomery called it a character win afterwards, uh, coming back from a two goal deficit, winning in overtime. There, um, they're now two and zero over this homestand where it was, or two and one. They lost to the Ducks, but uh, over this stretch of games now against Detroit. Um, uh, against Florida where you're facing tougher competition. Uh, what was your kind of main takeaway from, from Monday's game and how they responded out there? I think that was their best win of the season. And really, again, we talked about in-game adjustments for Matthew Patra. Well, in-game adjustments for the team in general. I, I mean, that first period was heinous. It was ugly. It, it was, it was their worst period of the season. Uh, they were reckless with the puck. They were slow. They were getting beat to every race. It felt like Florida was turning 50-50 pucks into 99-1 to 1 pucks uh, in their favor. So to, to rebound the way they did, right, and to score the kind of goals they did, kind of ugly. You know, a little bit of some ugly broken play kind of goals um, that get them on the board, get them tied up. The penalty kill I thought was phenomenal. It's been phenomenal all year. But to kill off a, a five-minute major without Charlie McAvoy being on the ice for any of it, took a lot, especially without Matt Grizzlick too. Like you had to really kind of empty the barrel, you know, there, the empty the bucket there to get to overtime, let alone to win the game, just to get to overtime. So I loved that game from them. Really impressive. Best win of the season. And it's something I think you really can build off as a team. Yeah. I kind of almost look at it as like a microcosm of like this team and, and what this season is going to be that, it's not going to be pretty. I don't think like I'm like last year where you have the the depth and the means to really put teams away early. Um, you're not going to see as much maybe 60 minute efforts. It's going to be a little bit more of a grind. You're going to have to, you know, fight and uh, and claw your way out of some deficits early. But as long as you have a really stout defense, really really strong elite goaltending, um, you're able to kind of stay off the ropes. You have the the metal and the the means to kind of punch back and scrap and claw these way to these uh these hard fought wins and i think that game was like a perfect example of 
Um, they may not be the the same team as last year in terms of just the pure talent, but they uh, they have the blueprint to be a team that is going to, at the very least, punch their ticket to the playoffs. I think uh, I think the esteemed Kevin Paul Dupont had a tweet yesterday that said the Bruins could go 500 the rest the rest of the way and they'd have uh, 92 points. Like they're right. they're already in the mix, right? Of of being a team that maybe isn't even a wild card team that you know could be first, second, or third in the Atlantic. Um, so they already seem like a playoff team, but they're a team that once they get there can be a, a really tough out. So I think really, really encouraging to see uh, the way they, they battle back and, and how they can kind of rely on that, that goaltending and defense really kind of help them out when things seem to be going awry. Cause as you said, that first period was, that looked like last year that, that gave, I think a lot of people flashbacks to how tough that Florida four check is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other part of it too, is that like, you know, it stands to reason that the the Atlantic division will go through Florida at some point, right? Whether that is in the first round or the second round, like that team looks like a team that that should contend for a top three spot in the, in the division. You know, talk about getting Brandon Montour back, Aaron Ekblad back. You know, if Sam Bennett is going to escape his latest, you know, scare unscathed or relatively unscathed, which kind of looks kind of doubtful, but you never know. Um that's a team that they just have the firepower and the system and the structure to, to get in. Right. And so to get an early season win over them, you know, that last year, like Florida was their nightmare a year ago, even in the regular season, like those were not great games for the Bruins. Like, and so you still got to go down there and win. I think that can do a lot for you. Um, You know, in the regular season as well, like make, make it so you're not white knuckle riding every game. Um, But this is something that I think that like these kind of games are going to help you down the stretch. Like these are playoff style games. When you hold the Red Wings to one goal and 23 shots, you know, eight fewer than their season average, the power play for Detroit vanished in a thin air, like had almost nothing all night long. You come back from being down 0-2, like, like those are the kind of wins that I think this team needed a, a bit more of last year, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. cause I think that when they got punched in the mouth by the Panthers, they, it was the first time they didn't punch the mouth in a while. And they were like, wait, how do we recover? How do we strike back? And by the time they kind of got it going, it was too late. Right. And so I think that that is sort of, uh, you know, to have more of these kind of wins, especially early, I think it's only gonna make you better in the, better in the long run for sure. Absolutely. And, and looking at that game, there was maybe one negative, uh, both in terms of that game and long-term uh, you're going to be shorthanded on defense moving forward. I mean, Matt Grizzly is going to be out. Uh, at least a couple of weeks, according to Jim Montgomery, uh, which is tough for him because it seemed like he was really kind of playing his best hockey. Uh, Jim Montgomery even mentioned that. He was even getting, like, reps on the PK, getting involved there. So um, we all know how good he is with Charlie McAvoy as well. So Grizzlick's going to be on the shelf. And now, uh, again, it's not official yet. I have to imagine that Charlie McAvoy is probably not going to play on Thursday against the Maple Leafs after that high hit on Oliver ekman Larson. So you're pretty much without two of your top four defensemen going into, again, a pretty key stretch here. If, if it's more than one game for McAvoy, you're looking at him missing out against uh, Toronto, Detroit, Dallas is up next week. So a uh, tough hit there. So there's not really any way you can kind of sugarcoat that. A bad play by McAvoy after, I mean, guy went like Leroy Jenkins, had a great goal and then immediately puts himself in a bad spot there against OEL. But, uh, how do you think they kind of adjust those absences? Like who, who could you see getting called up from Providence to get a uh, bit of a run here? Isn't this the perfect time 
to see Mason Lowry? Like, wouldn't this be the perfect time to do that? Um, you go back to when they sent him down at the end of training camp, and it was about they said they want him to play some minutes. He needs minutes. Okay, well, power play one minutes just opened up, yeah. and LD1 just opened up as well, or LD2, depending on how you want to look at it, right? And so I think that that is sort of a uh, – this is a natural spot to put Lorai up. I know that they've talked – you know, there, there has been some talk of him coming up uh, – Montgomery said as much on Tuesday saying that he is in the mix. Uh, you also have some safer options, so to speak with Ian Mitchell and Jake Saboro. But with that schedule, you mentioned Toronto, Detroit, you got Dallas, like depending on how long you're, you're without McAvoy, we know you're going to be without Grizzly, but like depending how long that is, I'd almost like to see, you know, a little bit of trial by fire here, see what you got and then reassess. And, and so this is a spot for him. It reminds me a bit of, you know, back in 2007, 2008, years ago now, uh, the Bruins were without Manny Fernandez and uh, Tim Thomas. And they had to call up 20-year-old Tuka Rask. He wasn't ready, but he got a win. He also took some lumps, but like it it, it, it was like you got to do it, right? And th- this may be a similar spot where they go, listen, our options are, are we have Dan Renuff, we have Ian Mitchell, we have Jake Saboro, we have Alec Regula, and we got Mason Lowry. Of that grouping, I'd like to see Lowry personally. Yeah, no, I agree. It's something where it also depends on what the circumstances were. And as you said, if this was like Derek Forbert got you know hurt blocking a shot and was going to be out two or three games, um, and it's a third pairing role and you need PK minutes, I think that changes. With Grizzly being out, with McAvoy being out, with those minutes up for grabs higher up in the lineup, with those power play reps especially, now is the perfect time to see you have. And again. If, if he struggles or there's going to be a few uh, bumps along the way, like I think you can take that if a guy really builds off of it. Like even like look at um, Potter on Monday, right? Got like his got pickpocketed by Sasha Barkov. Not the first NHL to ever have that happen, but he learns on the fly. Not to say that, uh, you know, Laura is going to match up against Austin Matthews and he's going to just completely build off of it or he's going to be seamless in that role. But now it's time to see what you have in a guy. I mean, this it, it's one thing if this guy popped a few games during the preseason. It's a testament to, I think, how quickly he's accelerated his timeline, that he was one of their last cuts, like that they were really impressed by what he provided in terms of, um, you know, making this, the simple smart plays, you know, really working on his D zone play. You're going to need that. And I, I think over the stretch where you're missing two uh, defensemen who are really mobile with the puck can really interject some energy. It's kind of like what you said with like Potra of what, dynamic he's provided if you're trying to get an extra spot during this stretch here where you're going up against detroit and toronto and dallas if laura can can pop and can make a player or two that really energizes your team you'll take that and again if that yeah. leads to him staying up here if that leads to he goes back down but he's got the confidence to really build off of that and we see him back up here in middle of january for full time like i think right now is the time to do it because again like you could opt for mitchell and regula and all these guys and it's probably a safer route, but you already seen it with Potter. Right? Might as well embrace, embrace the youth movement. Cause it really hasn't burned you yet so far this season. Yeah. And, and two of those games might be right up his alley. They might be run yeah. and gun kind of games where, you know, he doesn't have to worry about, they have to win the game two to one. Like, like that might be the, these might be two matchups, D- Detroit and Toronto, where, you know, low rise is kind of in his element. Right. Like he's able to make some plays here and and he doesn't have to worry about, you know, ending up on the shelf or getting benched because he turns it over. Like, so I just think that this whole 
season, this whole this whole offseason has been about going with upside over what is safe, right? It's the same reason why Johnny Beecher won the job over Patrick Brown. It's it's why Jacob Loco won a job over Alex Chason. You know, like like there is a there's an element here of of the Bruins going with upside over safe, over safety, because you know, this is a kind of a found money kind of year for them in a lot of respects. No one, no one thinks they're going to be very good or, you know, right. we did, but the general public isn't like, it's not like, Oh, this is another 62 win team. So you got some wiggle room here and you're eight, what you're eight Oh and one that allows you to take a little gamble here or there. If you gotta. And I think right now you gotta, like if you're losing Grizzly and McAvoy, you need creativity on the back end. So bring up the guy who you know can bring some of that to the rink every night, and that's Mason Lowry for me. Yes, absolutely. And it's very funny how the narrative has changed that I think people were expecting a really painful year after this offseason, and now where uh, Bruins are sitting at 8 they've got Patra who's sticking around here. You have a potential top-six center for the future. Lowry could be in play. Like Very quickly, how much of the narrative has changed, and all of a sudden a season that looked like it was going to be very bleak is not only you're seeing results on the ice, but you have optimism for the future. Uh, so it's very, it's very funny, Ty, how that that does change uh, over the span of maybe just a couple of weeks here. But um, as we go now into this busy stretch of the season, uh, is there anything you want to plug uh, in terms of Bruins content, or where can we find your work? You can find me anywhere, baby. I'll be, I'll be everywhere you want to find me. No, uh, namely, I'll be at the Taco Bell Cantina on nice. in Brookline because. Where else am I going to jump off the green line, get some food, and then jump back on, get home? Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Oh, it's, it's it's fantastic. Um, no, but really. Too many, too many BU kids, though, but that's fine. It depends when you go. It depends when you go. I So I went, uh, like, in a random summer night, uh, my girlfriend, Doc, she was doing something else. So I was like, I, was like, oh, I got nothing to do. I'm going to walk down to the cantina. And I went there, and I got there. There was nobody there. It was fantastic. And then all of a sudden, plaid started coming in. And I was like, what is going on? There's Everyone was in plaid. And I was like, this is not good. It's not good. There was a Zach Brown concert happening at Fenway that just got out. And oh, everyone boy. was coming down. And I was like, I got to get out of here immediately. But That's I beat it by like 20 minutes. There you go. Good job. Well done. But yes. Uh, no, you can find me on X at underscore Ty Anderson. Always at 95thesportsub.com as well. Uh, so yeah, so just, just, uh, follow along. We'll have some fun. Obviously we do this every week now too. So that's, that's a lot of fun. So we, uh, we are everywhere all at once. That's how it is. Yes, absolutely. And you can read all of my stuff over at boston.com as well. And you can follow me on Twitter X, whatever the hell you want to call it at Connor Ryan underscore 93. So that will do it for this episode of poke the bear. Once again, I am Connor Ryan. That is Ty Anderson. Shout out once again to our sponsors at FanDuel. You guys have a great rest of your day.